Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in April of 2023. And welcome to episode 108, How Do We Organize Our Electronic Stuff? Ooh, a little extra from last week, right? When we talked about our physical stuff. Now we're going to talk about our electronic stuff. First, we want to give a shout out to our friend, Tony. She replied about last week's episode about our physical stuff. And she said, for manipulatives, same as at I teach the why me clear bins, no label needed. Woohoo! But Tony, yeah. you didn't tell me about your paper. Like, I want to know what, what do you do with your paper? She did reply to me. She said, similar to Mrs. Cousins five, I use post-it to label hanging file folders. Instead of labeling the folder, I put the post-it on the document. This allows me to put multiple files in one folder. So that was a great tip. And I actually used it today. Yay. I put, um, yeah, uh, for the uh, end of year stuff, you know, like all this, the forms and everything that you accumulate, I put it on one of the papers and put that in like the end of year folder. And so now I have all my end of year stuff in the same folder, but it's all labeled with a sticky. So thank you for that, Tony. That was super helpful. Awesome. Well, I have a reflection from last week's episode. Now, you know, my mom and I listened to the episodes in the in our Sunday adventures, right? So we're in the car. Yes. She saw the title of our episode, which was how do we organize our stuff? She started laughing so hard. And she said, now she hadn't heard the episode. She goes, you don't organize your stuff. You make piles. And I started laughing so hard. Like, my mom knows me so well, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, mom, wait till you hear this episode. (laughs) Because that's exactly what I talked about, making piles. But she knows. She knows. Like, I, I have a pile of stuff. I can find it and be done. Right? Yes. Oh my gosh. She also that's, that's you, funny. When you talked about the carrot and still having yeah. the carrot, she started laughing so hard. Oh good. So hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Um, my reflection was about sheet protectors. I said I would talk about that in what I how I use them in small groups, but I never did. Oh. So what I do, what I do is I have Uh, little mini anchor charts that I've created for my small groups. And that is in a sheet protector, which is in a binder. So that is my organization. And then I can just quickly, oh, where's that? Where's that anchor chart that I want to use? Oh, here it is. Let me take that out. And I do that more. I think I use that more in reading as opposed Mm -hmm. to math, Mm -hmm. but um, that's just one way that I've, I've done. The other thing that I've started this year and I want to, I kind of stopped doing it cause it got to be a lot, but I'm, that's my like summer goal is to create my questions that I want to use in my small group for math, because now knowing where they're going to have a hard time with this new curriculum and the new standards, I, I want to have those already made. So I'm not kind of thinking on the spot. I'm good at thinking on the spot, but <laughs> I think if I can 
already have that planned that I'm not, I, it's just another time saver, right? right? And if I have it done, I can just plop it on the table and walk away and let the kids talk without me there and then come back and then have a conversation together. You know, I, I like to give them the opportunity to, to discuss. Uh, so it's not a teacher small group table. It's like a student talk table, mm-hmm. you know, which is something mm-hmm. that our district has been kind of modeling and, and pushing. And, and I totally agree with that. It should be, again, the teacher as a facilitator, not just the teacher as the, the sage fountain, on the stage. The fountain of yes. knowledge, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I do want to say, though, that – and that's a great summer project. We just finished our first year of going through our new standards and our new yeah. curriculum slash textbook. So we didn't know what to no. really expect, you know? No. And no. you and I talked about this right before we recorded that we feel like there's now more standards than 100%. what there was before, which – Oh, and I have to tell you, when we went from Sunshine State Standards to Next Generation Sunshine State Standards, yes, try to say that five times fast, they intentionally knocked down the number of standards. But then Common Core came, and then Maths came, and now Best came, and I think it has been forgotten that we can't teach 16,000 things well in and I'm going to say way less than 180 days because, you know, May was the a whole month is testing, right? So at right. least, well, you know, I mean, maximum 160 days. Yeah, because you have all these other days that you need to test as well. It's because now we're doing the progress monitoring testing, which is in three times a year instead of once a year. And that's a lot more testing. I mean, it's more, it's more testing. It was advertised as this, as this less testing idea, but, um, uh, no. No. Once you (laughs) did the math, once you knew what was happening and you did the, did the math, you know, you knew it was not going to be more testing. Okay. Well, I do have some good news to share this week. Me too. Go ahead. Um, did I tell everybody last week that I did not make it on NCTM's board? Okay. You well, didn't. even though that's not good news, it's okay because I'll try again and no problem. But the good news is I was selected to be a facilitator at the Building Thinking Classrooms Conference that Indiana is putting on at the end of June. Yay! And you ready for this? Yes. Three other people that are in our current book club will be there to either facilitate or present. Woohoo! There's going to be four of us from our current book club that are going to meet That's in Indiana. So awesome. I can't wait to hug everybody. Yeah. So shout outs to all of them. I mean, yes. that's so amazing. It, it's Kimberly, Tammy, and Nicole. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally jelly. I'm very jealous about that. That's going to, that's, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Uh, my good news is I have, this is not math related or, or school related or anything related. I, okay. I'm like Uber in the afternoon, right? I'm going around picking up, dropping off all over yes, the place. So I really, I'm like not done until, well, usually my husband picks up my daughter at like 8.30 at night from okay. dance, 8 o'clock. We should say you're not driving for Uber. You feel like an no, Uber no, no. because you're I a feel mom like and you're I'm a mom Uber. Yeah, children. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's mom Uber, a mom yeah. Uber. I, 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 
I should get paid, but I'm not getting paid. Uh, so I'm picking up my son at because now he's on the track team, and then he has baseball. So like last night, he had track where he ran like two miles, and then you know in in different races, and then and then went to a baseball game. So anyway, so this is my life right now. But because of this, I actually this is the the this is the the silver lining of it all. Tell me. I actually have time because I'm sitting and waiting in a parking lot to sit and read. So I've been reading like books for fun. And then I was like, I didn't really feel like reading. You know, I was, it was a long day. I'm like, let me just listen to a podcast. Okay. So I was like, I don't, I don't really, I'm like, I need to zen out. Like I need something else. I don't, I don't want to listen to academic or work or anything like let me that. Guess. Let me guess. True crime. I did. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so I love the show um, Only Murders in the Building. Have you seen that show? No. Oh my God, so good. So, so good. So I, I was like, what can I listen to that's like that show? So I found these, the, and I'm not, I haven't, I'm not hooked yet on any of them, but I've been listening to just a few just to, because I don't know this genre at all, right? Yeah. Like I'm not, I don't know it at all. So I'm just listening. So I, what I wanted to shout out and, and, ask our listeners if anybody has a true crime podcast that they want to recommend please tag them in the in the show notes or like tell me what it's called so I can look it up or like send me a dm or whatever so if you don't want to say it out out in twitter land or you can email us and and give me your recommendations because I I uh yeah it was it was interesting <laughs> So I've enjoyed it. It's been a nice, like, relaxing me time as I listen to these murderers. Right. I'm like, wait a minute. How is that relaxing? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. And here so. I'm listening to podcasts. I mean, other than academic ones, you know, like book recommendation podcasts or yeah, like not self-help, but, you know, self-help-ish kind of podcasts. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You are too funny. <laughs> too funny yeah but uh, right. of course as soon as my kids come in the car it's like nope stop 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 stop, stop. <laughs> not to stop you better like change your podcast oh, yeah, on yeah, your yeah. phone so that the next time you get in the car the truth it doesn't start on my i know <laughs> i know i know yeah oh, wow so. okay on to this week's topic about how yes. we organize our electronic stuff. Do you want to talk first? Sure. Um, Google Classroom is something that obviously we've used a lot more, especially since COVID. Before COVID, I still was using Google Classroom. And that's because I, you were a trailblazer for our district. Yes, so you yes, learned yeah. how to use it and use it well. Right. And I was Google level one certified, level two certified, and then I was working towards my trainer. I think I did that before COVID. I did. Yeah. So I was, I was, I already had all of that before COVID even started. And which was good for some of the teachers that actually came to some of my trainings because once we went hybrid in 2020, or no, no, not hybrid, no, when virtual. we went completely virtual in 2020, uh, they were actually feeling a little bit like, prepared, not completely ready, obviously, but like at least they had played around with Google Classroom. Anyway, when I did it originally, the first few times I had, because I teach all subjects, 
I thought that putting everything in the same Google Classroom was a little much. It was a little overwhelming. So I had different Google Classrooms for each subject. I had math, Google Classroom, science, and that was good. But I think now with with the way that Google Classroom, you can organize things and do different things, like that was already four four years ago, right? Right. So things have changed and they've updated. Mm -hmm. And now it's a little bit easier, I think, to post multiple subjects in one. So that was then. And I I would still recommend it if if you think that that you have enough things for each subject. But I just felt like it was a lot. I just felt like it was a lot. So I've condensed it all to one. It's just one class. And then inside the Google Classroom classwork, is just different topics. Yes. And what I have for the topics, again, when we were hybrid, I had it listed by dates so that everything- When we were hybrid or when we were virtual? Yes. When we were hybrid. Hybrid. Okay. I had it listed by dates. And I guess I did it also virtually when we- I, I had it just listed by dates. And now it's by subject. So things have shifted, you know? So now, right now I have uh, like math- first Mm -hmm. as a topic. And then everything underneath math, I still list it as a date. Me too. I mean, that's my, that's what I did when we went hybrid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's still my organizational tip is the day that you use it. I still place it at the beginning. It's just easier for kids to find it on that day, even though it's at the very top Mm -hmm. of the topic, at least they can go back to like, okay, we were doing this on or go back to Monday's activity. And they're like, well, which one was Monday? Right? Right. So they can just find that date. Yep. That's been really f- helpful. Just as like an appealing to the eye kind of thing. Right. I like to also do an emoji icon before the topic. Mm. So when I have the topic, like let's say for math, there's a whole bunch of different colored circles. So I use a blue circle right before my math, like where it's, it says math. Okay. So it's blue circle. And then red for reading, reading. a red circle. And then green for science, right? So I have like different circles for – just so oh, that yeah. that way when there's – Yellow for writing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just so that when I when they're looking for it real quick on mm-hmm. the side, they can just – oh, it's the red one, right? Or right. Oh, it's the green one. Because everything the same color, it, is, it does get like almost washed out. You know, yep. you don't really see it. So that's been – I think that that's been helpful. Mm-hmm. So you could do different emojis or something, but just something as simple as an emoji. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we don't think of that. That's That's been really good. Yep. The other things besides Google Classroom that I was thinking about to talk about was slides, sheets, docs, and forms, because are the, those mm-hmm. are the four things that I use the most, mm-hmm. right? I think, and also, you know, when we talk about just regular documents, like in Word or Excel or PowerPoint, what I wrote for myself a little note here is that I try to name it a, quote, normal name, like something yeah. that it would make sense to me to call. So if I'm looking for a a PDF of a 10 frame, I can go to the search bar and type in 10 frame. <laughs> like, right. I, but I, and then I always try any document that I create, I always try to put the date. But for some reason, I save the date at the end, which is different than Google Classroom because even in Google Classroom, I would put the date at the beginning. But in my documents, I put the date at the end of the name of the document. Okay. I I don't know. I think because I'm trying to look for it in a word 
like format first, yeah. not by date. Like I don't remember when when I downloaded a 10 frame off the internet kind of thing. Right. So I, I think that's why I switched that. That makes yeah. sense to me, right? Like in forms. I mean, I create Wonder Wednesday every week for the whole school. So I save it as WW and then, you know, zero, whatever I put, 2023, 04, what's today? Um, 21, right? So that I know if I went to go look for it. And plus, Google makes it so easy. Yes. Because they store it by, at least on mine, I have it by like most recent opened. Mm -hmm. So if it's something I know that, I just looked at last week. I know it's going to be near the top. Right. But even in Google Docs and Sheets and Slides, I try to make it most user-friendly for me so that I remember what in the world I called it. Yes. The naming of a file of a document is critical because you won't be able to find it again unless you name it something that is what it is. Like it lists what it is and it's like dummy proof, right? You really need that. I did see somewhere that Google is trying to integrate AI, like (gasps) GPT AI, for summaries of documents. So you know that there's like a whole, there's a whole other way that you can categorize your documents and your your sheets and your like everything Google related. There's an information little side to a document, like when you're in Google yeah, Drive. Which I and you never opened. Uh-huh. Right. And you click on just like the file itself. On the side is an information column, right? Oh, and you can actually type in there and you can use hashtags. You can use you can use a whole bunch of different things. Alice Keeler does a whole bunch mm-hmm. of trainings on how to use hashtags and how to you know, name things properly so that you can find them again. But what I was seeing was that Google is trying to integrate, you know, GPT technology, AI technology to create a computer generated summary of what you've typed in that document. So that would be really helpful, right? Because then those keywords that are in the summary too, you'd be able to search for them. Right. And That is one thing that I do love about Google is that it's so easy to search. Anything on your drive is so easy to search. You can search by file name. You can search by file when it was created. Mm -hmm. If you just know that it was created in this year, you can just search for the year. Or if you know it was created in September, you can search for all your files that were created in September. Or if you know that they were shared with you. Like there's so many different aspects of how you search. And their search is really like, I mean, it's really good. Even just a, a word that you're searching for that's in a document, it will pick it up. Right. Which is good and bad because if it's a common word. (laughs) Don't put the. No, don't put the. (laughs) Uh, Then everything shows up. So I I think it's just about playing around with how you want to. I don't use all of that extra stuff. The It's just, it's time consuming. Of course. uh, Let's be honest, right? right? Like it is. You have to stop and you have to think about what it is that you want to write up on this or the hashtags that you want to use. But it's a great, it's a great option. It, mm-hmm. It's not for me. It's just, but that's a great option. So mm-hmm. maybe some people out there will think that that's useful. One thing that works for me, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of like my file cabinet. My, I, I use a, a lot, like a tremendous amount of folders. Mm-hmm. So my folders have folders and those folders have folders Ooh. and those folders have folders. So, so like there's a lots- rabbit hole. Is that what you're saying? It's a rabbit hole? Yes. Of folders. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but with all of my folders, 
It's very quick to find things. Yes. It really is. Because it's just, oh, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. And I do use the change colors of folders because you can right click on your folders and change the colors. There's like, I want to say maybe 18 different colors by default, maybe more that you can change it to. So the folders that I use most often, Mm -hmm. those are the ones I put a color on. Everything else is gray. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I'm using all the time, daily, constantly referring back to, I will put a color on. I did so not that know that. So that way I can, yes. Okay. So that that way I can, and it's just a right click and it says change color. Okay. And then it'll just change the folder color. Okay. Yeah, um, that's so thing much easier I, to find, like visually. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. That's the blue one. Yep. I want yep. the blue one, right? Yep. Yeah. Another thing I do is I list things in our like shared team drive, mm-hmm. I list things in order that th- we teach them. So we teach, we all kind of have the same schedule. We don't all exactly follow the same, but for the most part, Ish. right? Right. We all, yeah. We all start with math and then we go to reading and then we go to writing and then science. Okay. So those are numbered so that the order is listed in the drive exactly the same way. Okay. And my other big tip is it's very easy to get Google Drive messed up, like messy, because when you download something, it just all goes into the same spot. Right. So as soon as you can, move move it it to where it should go. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that doesn't always happen. Like it doesn't always happen for me. I have a whole bunch there. But every summer I take the time and put it and tuck it away into folders. I might not find – like I might not use them later – but at least they're not – it's like your entrance of your house. Right. At least when you walk into your house, the entrance is clean. <laughs> it gives you that feeling of, you know, like kind of that peace, you know. When I walk in and there's shoes and backpacks and like all this stuff in my entrance, it drives me crazy because that's like where you're coming home. Like you don't want that welcome, right? Mm-hmm. So when you open your Google Drive and that's what you see, eh, clean it up. Right. Like that's my big tip. Just like get rid of all that stuff, put it somewhere. And, and then at least you'll feel like, oh, my Google Drive is organized. I am going to go back to a Microsoft um, product here with Word. And I mean, I have been using Canva, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Good. Yes. Right. You're like, oh, because Laura doesn't do cutesy. But when I, let's say if I didn't make something on Canva, which would be like for a flyer for to send home to the parents to give like the quick general information, but let's say I need like an RSVP back. So sure. I, I create things on Word instead of Docs. You want to know why? This is so ridiculous that I don't know why Docs can't handle this. It's because Word, I can put borders on Word to make the page look pretty or elegant or more professional or something. And then I'll save it as a PDF and then I'll move that PDF into Google Docs. Is that crazy? No, no. I mean, it makes sense. That makes sense to me. All because of borders. Why can't Google Docs use borders? I I don't know. I don't know. But that's why I very rarely use Docs. I always use Slides. Okay. So when I was in Microsoft, when I used more Microsoft products, I was always in Microsoft Word. Or PowerPoint. No, Microsoft Word. Yeah. I always use Microsoft Word because you could could add a text box, a shape, like all these other things. 
but in Google Docs, it's not the same. You need to like add an image, insert an image. And that image is like more, it's, it's not as user-friendly. It's not as Mm -hmm. nice. So I, most of my things that I create is all on slides. And then I just change the page layout to be an eight and a half and 11 by 11. See how I know that already? Change the page layout so that it's a page, the size of a page. And then, and then you're free to go. And then you can place it wherever you want. It doesn't like snap to a grid. You can place it exactly where you want it. It looks more, it's just easier because you can do whatever you want. Okay. You can insert an image. You can insert a clip art. You can insert, you know, like there's so much more. You do learn something new every day. Thanks for sharing that with me because I You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, listeners, we have two challenges for you this week. One is to let Karina know what true crime podcast she could listen to. It's not going to be me. No, it's not going to (laughs) be me. And we'd like you to share your electronic organizational strategies with us as well. Yes. I'm sure there's so many more out there. So many. And we want to know because maybe it's going to be easier for us in the long run. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.